Kia ora and welcome to the Female Career Podcast. My name's Anna Johnston and I work as a leadership and career coach for women. I'm looking forward to sharing with you an inspiring collection of career stories of a diverse range of women of Aotearoa New Zealand. I hope that by listening to these stories, you'll feel inspired in your own career. If you do enjoy the story, please head along to our website, thefemalecareer.com, where we have lots more stories of wonderful Kiwi women and their careers. We'd also love you to subscribe to our podcast so that you have all the episodes at your fingertips. And please do tell your friends and family about it too. For now, though, I hope you enjoy listening to this career story. So I'm really looking forward to speaking today to Rosa and Margot Flanagan. Rosa and Margot founded Two Raw Sisters, whose mission is to inspire, motivate and educate people on the benefits of plant-based eating. They run cooking workshops, have released two best-selling cookbooks and have more recently launched Hello Raw, a range of ready-made salads sold in supermarkets. Margot's focus is more on the creative and marketing side of the business and Rosa focuses more on recipe development and logistics. And it was actually personal struggles that brought them on this path. For Margot, it was chronic fatigue, endometriosis and gut issues. And for Rosa, the battles of being an underweight athlete with a training obsession. Rosa and Margot now enjoy healthy living, but also don't take themselves too seriously and want to make cooking and eating practical and enjoyable for everyone. Kia ora Rosa, kia ora Margot, thanks very much for joining oh, me today. What a lovely intro, yeah. wow, that's very nice. <laughs> well, it's all, it's all true of you. I think often when I do these the podcasts, people kind of like, oh, that's me when you lay it out, it sounds quite good. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. <laughs> well done. So I'd love to start off and actually to take you back as you were growing up and maybe when in the early stages of your childhood or maybe even as a teenager to start thinking about what were you thinking about as a from a career perspective. Margot, could I start with you? Sure. I actually wanted to do something very different to food. Food was never kind of on my horizon. I either wanted to be a fashion designer or a surgeon. So two very different things. Two very different things. What was it about those that appealed for you? Fashion designer. I loved the creativeness around it. I've always been into photography, so that was where my creative flair went. And surgeon, I've always loved the health aspect and helping people, you know, and getting around the facts. But it's as interesting as Two Raw Sisters grow and as my um, role within Two Raw Sisters grow, the two have actually morphed in together quite nicely. I do a lot of creative stuff and through my health issues, I help a lot of people with their journey and from my personal experiences as well. Fantastic. So it's great to see some of those early interests actually you're now able to use them but just in a different way in your career. What about you Rosa? Um, Yeah I've always been definitely into food. I think through my athletics I have always been into sports nutrition. That was definitely one thing I wanted to go down the pathway of as being a sports nutritionist and I obviously got that experience through actually being the athlete and working with the nutritionist. So yeah, that always was something I had in mind. And I did do a degree in nutrition once I finished school, which I did part-time while I was competing. And yeah, so food's definitely always been part of it. And then tell me a little bit about your first jobs. I think one of the nice things about New Zealand is that you often start working reasonably early. Margot, what were your kind of first jobs and what did you learn from them? Mum and Dad made me do the flyer drop in the mailboxes around Rolleston. Mum and Dad um a real estate agent, so that was my first job. Got a bit of pocket money from that. And I also worked at a local cafe. I think 
the the very first job of the paper round that made me like my mum and dad have been big advocates for us in terms of being entrepreneurial and starting our own businesses and I think that showed me the dedication and what it takes to put your name forward rather than just expecting it you've got to go out and get it rather than that just being given to you. Yeah, wonderful. And I think, gosh, a, a lot of Kiwi kids have started their careers in, in paper rounds or um, working in cafes. I know that was certainly one of my early jobs as well. Yeah. What about you, Rosa? What were some of your first jobs? Were you doing the mail drops as well or were there some other interesting elements? Uh, yeah, I most definitely was doing the mail drops, going around Rolleston, had some music blaring in the headphones. Some um, snacks and snacks in the bag. Yeah, no, it was quite fun. And I also, I worked in a cafe. I worked at the Raspberry Cafe out in Titat for a wee bit. And then I worked in a cafe in town. So yeah, definitely food focus, that's for sure. I did help a little bit out. Not this wasn't paid work, this was volunteer work alongside a sports nutritionist, which is what I said a bit earlier on. Wonderful. Yep. And I know the Raspberry Cafe. It's a lovely spot. It is. is. I was very lucky to work out there. And then what was the journey then to creating Two Raw Sisters? Well, yeah, the Two Raw Sisters has stemmed um, through our own personal health journey. So Margot and I have had quite different experiences that we've been dealing with personally. I I was a full-time athlete. I started athletics Quite early on, when I was about 14 years old, I was exposed to athletics and training and competing and I got very attached to it. And yeah, I was full on for probably six years and then I started to develop a bit of a training obsession around my athletics career and I developed, I got diagnosed with REDS, which is a relative energy deficiency in sport, includes low energy availability, amenorrhea and low bone density. So I got diagnosed with that and pretty much everything went downhill from then on and I got told that I had to stop competing or else I didn't really know what my future was going to look like in terms of my health. And yeah, I started to, while I was going through the recovery process, I wasn't allowed to compete or I was, wasn't able to run as well with stress fractures and things. And it got me thinking around what I'd put my body through and how I had this obsession around running. And that was literally the only thing that mattered to me in my life. And I started talking about it. And unbeknown to me, there were lots of people women and male um, going through exactly the same thing. And I did lots of talks um, around the country with Athletics New Zealand. I did a TEDx talk around it as well. And it was a really, it had an impact not only on myself, but on other people. And it actually was a huge part of my whole recovery process in educating people and talking to people around signs and symptoms of someone going through it and it's very hard when people are going through it and they don't have someone to talk to about it who can relate to it in terms of whether they've been through it or not because it is quite a crazy wee experience and it's hard to talk to someone when they don't know what you're going through, what your thoughts and feelings are around that certain issue. So, yeah, talking to us made a huge impact and that's where Two Real Sisters has started developing um, through that and Margot's been, Margot will talk about her journey but she's did the same in terms of talking about it and seeing a real impact which is what motivated us and inspired us to create a business around it and develop one thing after another's turned into Mm. two real sisters. 
Wonderful. And Rosa, I wanted to ask, you know, along the way, can't have been easy. I mean, in some ways you had probably a bit of a career from an athletics perspective mapped out for at least a few years anyway. And then suddenly that disappears and and you're looking at a completely yes. different career. You know, how did you cope through that time? Um, it was definitely hard, like for a long time, or well, good four years, I knew that for athletics, you've literally got to do it full time. And when I was diagnosed with reds and got a series of stress fractures and told that I'm going to have to stop because my body can't handle it anymore was very hard to take. And it took me a few years to actually accept that and move on. But I've been very fortunate in the fact that Two Raw Sisters has taken over my athletics in some sort of way, but in a positive way. And it's if I didn't have that and I was I had to stop athletics, I think it would have been a lot hard for me mentally to move on. Um, whereas I'm still talking about it and educating people around my issue, but obviously not competing. But it's it was quite hard in the fact that Margot and I we both missed most of our schooling, end of our schooling years because I was so consumed in my running and Margot was home in bed with her chronic fatigue and obviously we both didn't go to university so we missed that stage of you know meeting all those people at uni and having fun with all the events and things going on because we were so focused on recovering and then Tural Sisters was just developing in its early stages and we were consuming ourselves with that as well. And I like the way you talked about it. I can imagine it must have been easier to get through that time knowing that you had something that you were moving on to. It's not just that you simply had a void that that, that you, you had there. Yes. Margot, what about you? What was your kind of personal journey into Two Raw Sisters? Mine was obviously quite different to Rose's. I got diagnosed with chronic fatigue when I was 15 and kind of spent a year and a bit in bed and then my last year of school I was kind of on and off which was quite hard and I had to grow up quite fast and learn a lot about my body and I think that's I'm quite mature for my age and I think that's where that end came in I in America Rosa and I studied over there and I learned a lot about gut health and that amazed me on how much it could heal my chronic fatigue and how food has such a big impact on how the body works and it helped me hugely. So I've learned how to manage my chronic fatigue now, which is great and I've turned it into a business and having a platform to speak to people has been incredible and a lot of people have appreciated it. But my next kind of journey and challenge was endometriosis, which I got diagnosed with in July last year. I'd always had horrific period pain, but always thought that was just periods and that was normal and just pushed on through it. And then eventually it got really bad and I had surgery and I found out I had endo. But a big thing for me was my pain got a lot worse after my surgery. And Rosa was saying from speaking out about it, we also figured out that it is very common with a lot of women that they too experience that. So I think we both love, like we've built this platform that, we can be the voice for a lot of people and that's really inspiring for us to share our stories and to hear so many other people that are going through the same thing. You know, sometimes you think you're going a bit nuts and you're going crazy, but when you speak to someone who's been through the same thing, it's really empowering, which is what Rose and I want to do and also obviously it all relating back to food and how food can be a, a main cause of a lot of these things. So it's all about the food and the mind and the lifestyle and yeah, we love it. 
Yeah, wonderful. And I think endometriosis, like many women's health issues, is often underdiagnosed or just that pain mm-hmm. is period pain to something that women need to get on with. So I think the more people can, like yourselves can raise awareness of that, the more hopefully it helps other people speak out, but also hopefully educates the more the medical fraternity as well. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah. And I'm interested, how do you find working with family members, like working with each other as, as mm-hmm. sisters? We get this question all yeah. the time. People are like, I've got to never work yeah. with that. It's, it's great because, like you said at the start, we both focus on such different things and we actually both have very different interests. So it works perfectly because Rosa runs her side of the business and I don't interfere with that. And I run my side and Rosa doesn't interfere with me. So her strengths are my weaknesses and vice versa. Yeah. I think as we grow up as well, we are developing. It's funny, I was talking to someone today actually and they asked me the same question. Well, they said, do you and your sister have many fights? And I was like, we have a blowout every couple months and that's good for us. But it's funny as we are growing older and the business is growing, we are a lot more clearer on when we're at work, we're at work and when we're not at work, then we're Mm -hmm. sisters and we... I think it... It used to be an issue when we were living together Mm. and when we were so immersed in the business and starting it up, but now we've got partners and we've got more friends, thank God, and work is work and life is life and we've differentiated them really well, which makes such a difference. And I mean, it's just part of the whole growing and adapting to working together and it's never a smooth road at the end of the day and you find your own pathway and find what works best for you. And we're definitely creating a sustainable business where we can work together, which is really cool. But she's my best friend. I couldn't think of anyone else to do business with. Oh, that's cute. I know. <laughs> that's lovely. And I think that from speaking to a few other people who've been involved in family businesses, often they say, well, the nice thing about working with somebody in your family is you just say it how it is. You don't need to sugarcoat it. Exactly. It's, you, know, you, you know each other so well. Yeah, it's quite funny. So mum does all our accounts and invoices for us. And then our dad's just actually started coming into the business a bit and doing some um, videos on our social platform. So the whole family's getting involved, which is quite cool. That's really cool. It's really cool. And what do you, um, maybe Rosa, I'll start with a question first of all. What do you really love about the work that you do now? I think a big thing for me is I love that whole um, thing around educating and especially we see it through our workshops firsthand and where people come in, they're unmotivated, they want to make a change in their life in terms of incorporating more plants into their diet, eating more whole unprocessed foods and we see them and we get feedback directly from them Mm. when they walk out saying that we've changed their life and that they're motivated to try all these new vegetables and they know how to cook with them in a fun, exciting way. And that's where the books are great as well. You know, they're in a lot of people's households. And when we get someone come up to us and be like, oh, I've got your book. I absolutely love it. I've nearly gone through all the recipes. Like for me, that's such a rewarding piece of feedback that I receive through people. And it's all walks of life who we get that from. They're like teenagers, they're over 50, over 60s. It's, it's everyone so that's what keeps me motivated and inspired to do keep doing what I'm doing mm. yeah super Margot what about you what do you love about your work oh such a tough question now I think for me 
Oh, and for Rosa, we're all about creating a sustainable way of how to live a healthy, happy lifestyle in all forms of life, whether it's mental or physical, in terms of illness or mental body image or whatever it is. I feel like we have a really sustainable approach to that. You know, we welcome all eaters into our kitchen. We're not advocates for any specific sort of diet. We believe everybody's body is so different and it's telling people that and then just seeing the light in their eyes being like, okay, so I don't have to follow this diet. Like great, I don't have to starve myself or I don't have to cut out carbs. Or I don't have to look like this girl next to me. Yeah, I think you get what you get with us and I think a lot of people find that really refreshing, especially in this day and age with social media and everyone has to be perfect and, you know, what you see on the surface is perfect, but we show the shit times and we show the great times and I think people love that unique difference. And absolutely, as you say, within a fairly curated, polished world, actually showing more the real or the raw side. Yeah. Absolutely, that's very true. And then as you look back, you know, you guys are still fairly early on in your careers, but there will have been bits that have gone really well, bits that have been quite tough along the way in terms of the journey. Margot, I'll start with you. What have been some of the toughest challenges or moments that you've faced to date in your career? Um, the, with any business owner would know this, is the ups and downs of thinking, what the hell am I doing? And We've had that a lot. We've tried lots of different things and spread ourselves too thin a lot of the time. It's only been really the past year where we've nailed down what we really love and what we need to focus on. And we're still even developing that. And as things pop up, like my endo popped up and that changed the the, dynamic of the business. And yeah, I think the, the challenging part is you're, you feel like you're on the right track and then something happens and you're like, shit, we've got to change this up. But it's just being flexible is what I've learned, I think. Being flexible and just taking the curveball and what it throws at you and breathing. <laughs> breathing through it and being calm and knowing that you'll work through it and eventually that failure will lead on to something else that's grown the business into something more beneficial. And I think sometimes the challenge of when you're running your own business, although you guys have got a few people around to support you, that ultimately if something's not quite working, it's over to you to fix it. You can't just necessarily pass that thing on to somebody else. I think for me is that expectation and that pressure has been quite challenging for for both of us. I think being a business where we are the face of the business and it was quite we found it quite hard at the start when we were talking about separating life and you as a person and as a two or sister apart we found that quite difficult because people know us as the two or sisters a lot of people do so it's just that whole separating and balancing that all out and just when things get overwhelming and you feel like you've got a whole lot of pressure on yourself to meet these expectations and have a successful month financially Yeah, it's definitely a big learning process and we work it through step by step, but at times everything just seems too much and too difficult and you get bad anxiety and you get, like I said, overwhelmed by it all. But we are definitely working through it more and as we experience it more, we know what we need to be aware of and, you know, our systems are starting to all line up and be in a nice systematic place. I think it all takes time as well and... The work-life balance was really hard. I think when you're growing your like own your passion project, you think you've got to put every hour of the day into it and you don't have time for yourself. 
and that just leads to burnout and we've been there too many times now and I think we've realized the value of a holiday and a break and how much it makes you more efficient with your time and more creative and just more happy to be there and actually enjoy the process rather than it being a slog. I think yeah I think we had this mindset around if we weren't absolutely screwed by the end of the day or the end of the week we hadn't worked hard enough so yeah we're yeah there's you're forever learning every day that's for sure Mm. people sometimes it's the perfect world and they think that we're doing an amazing thing and yes we are so excited around like two real sisters and what we've produced but it's not an easy road that's for sure and it's not always pretty no, it's it's not. And I think you said that kind of manicured outside versus actually what might be going on inside and sometimes that sense of overwhelm or the pressure that you put on or the feeling of, oh, it's never quite enough and all of those. And yeah, a lot of our business is being in front of people and you've got to have this, people have this expectation of you being this energetic, fun, a lively person and after having worked four weekends in a row and having to front yourself with a crowd of 50 people it can be a little bit overwhelming at times but again it's learning how to manage that and setting up a good balance. And how have you coped with being in the public eye because that's not easy either? Mm, I think for us it's about it's hard because we don't want to be known as the influencer your typical influencer because that's so not what we are we really want to be known as the girls who make a change and who help people in a really beneficial sort of way. So I mean it we wanna make we wanna make time for every single person who comes up to us in the public. We don't wanna have to you know, when some people kind of snob them off or think that they should be known in a certain group, we never wanna be like that. We wanna be known as genuine and inviting and but yeah, there definitely are pressures of being in the public eye in terms of like people have these again these expectations of you of being this certain person and sometimes you just want to lock yourself up in a room and just be on your own and not have to talk to anyone. You talked a bit about balance before and about you know making sure you take holidays making sure you've got systems in place that those things have helped. Rosa could I start with you because I'm interested you know for yourself if you came from that athletics background where you really were pushing yourself hard how do you now try to find balance? Um, I'm just sounded I'll tell you that right now. It was was quite interesting because I was didn't have good balance with my athletics and then because I didn't have that, I replaced it with my work and just was overworking. Never had a time where I was not thinking about two sisters. It was always constantly on my mind and I found it terribly hard to actually switch off from that. So, and Margaret was exactly the same as well. I think it was our baby and we wanted it to be as successful as it possibly could. And you can, there's that point where you actually overwork and you become less efficient in your mm. job so I mean it's taken time we were oblivious to it like I was with my running as well for a good couple of years and we're lucky enough to have two other people on our team now and have our eye on us and we've Help we're all lot. completely open and share what we're up to and if someone's got their period and aren't feeling well then we talk about it offload some work and just I think communication for us is key mm. being a smaller team we're lucky enough to you know, not have many communication strains have to work around. But like I said, you're learning every day and there are moments like the last month we've just been run off our feet with events and workshops and deadlines and things like that. And there are 
points in the business throughout the year where you are going to be struggling to find that work balance and work might be a priority for four weeks and then you can have a break and pencil in some appointments with your friends or... I think um, it's taking the motto of working smarter, not harder mm. has definitely been a big thing for us. Don't create work for yourself. That doesn't need to be done. Our manager, Dean, is a big big advocate for penciling, putting in the diary time for yourself because if you don't put it in the diary, then it won't happen. That's a great point. And it's often easy for that to come last, especially when you're launching or running a business because, as you said, it's your baby. You want to put your all into it. And there's always that excuse of, oh, I don't have time to meditate for five minutes. But, you know, if if it's important to you and if it's going to help you be a more efficient, happier person, then you will find some time. It's like healthy eating. People say they don't have time to cook a healthy meal at the end of the day after work. It's like if it's a priority for you, you will make time for it. Absolutely. And we talked before a bit about some of your more challenging moments. If I flip it around the other way to talk about perhaps what have been some of your proudest career moments, Margot, what are those for you? It's funny. I always think about this. We're bad at celebrating our successes. We're so bad at celebrating <laughs> We're getting better. Successes. We went out for dinner for the last one. I think the books have obviously been a huge up and sense of achievement for me. It's funny, I, f- I feel like within Two Raw Sisters, I mean, it's great, our achievements and everything that we do. But for me, the big thing that I've been super proud of is doing this one thing on my own. I organized this big endo panel with the CEO of Endo NZ and a gynecologist and a pelvic physio and things like that. And it actually got postponed due to COVID, but we sold out a room of 100 women with endo issues to help them manage their endo and their symptoms and to me that was really amazing and I've documented my journey with FODMAP and how much it's helped me on on our social medias and the response we've had from that's been crazy so I think just helping women who have I know they're going through the exact same things as me and they've I know how much it, it hurts and how much the struggle is so it's been really amazing for me to see all that feedback and how much we've been helping them through that. I think it's a great example of actually if you're really open about your struggles that can be hugely helpful to other people even if it sometimes feels a bit exposing and a bit vulnerable to to put that out there. Mm, Yeah. What about you Rosa as you look back what have been one or two of your career highlights to date? For me it would be the launch of our, when we finished our kitchen, so we launched our book and opened our Tural Sisters kitchen on the same night and walking into a room with all our close family and friends, that was very special to me and celebrating with them all because like we said, we're not very good at celebrating our successes and that was a moment where we actually allowed ourselves to do that. And yeah, that was a really special That night. was very cool, um, being around everyone and everyone seeing what you've been working on for the past year. Well, um, I think here's a good highlight. Is while we were talking on this podcast, our first proof of book three has been delivered. Yes. Yay, exciting. Oh, just, the, the, just the steps working through all that, those processes are pretty, pretty cool. And every day for me is an exciting day in terms of helping people and educating people and changing people's lives. 
Mm, wonderful. And I like the, I think a lot of us aren't necessarily very good at celebrating those successes. We often just like move on, next thing, next thing. Yeah, well, you, know, you, look, you look for the next thing We're to work always on. looking for a new project. Yeah. And you talked then about the, the third book. I'd love to hear what were some of the highlights, but also the challenges of creating books. COVID-19 got in the way a little bit. Mm. It was yeah. a bit of a struggle. We were supposed to have our shooting, like there was lots of changes around mm. that. With COVID but for, but. for the books, I think it's you work on it, the recipes for so long, and then there's like a period of three weeks where it's shooting, editing, getting the final script in. That's super hectic, but it's so satisfying at the end. Yeah, that's probably my favorite part about a book. I love that. And then seeing it, it's funny, by the time you get it in October, you're kind of sick of it because you've been dealing with it for two years already. It is quite a long path, isn't it? It is, but it's great. This one we're so excited about. It's fully on salads. So there's a few dessert salads in there, but mostly savoury salads. So yeah, salads have been with us since the start. So we're really excited about this one. Wonderful. And I haven't heard of a dessert salad before. That sounds uh, pretty outrageously good. Pretty spectacular looking too. I can imagine. Look forward to reading about them in the book. Now you're still both, as I said, fairly early in terms of your career. Where do you see your career heading in the future? Rosa, where do you see yours heading? Well, yeah, with our business, we look two years advance, five years advance and five years time, we'll probably have kids and have a family. Yeah. The business will change as Margot and I grow up in terms of what we talk about. Like right now, like Margot was saying, we're talking about endo quite a lot because she's been going through that and it's an experience that she can talk about to everyone, which everyone really appreciates. And then, yeah, it just will evolve. We've got a couple of exciting big projects um, that we're launching this year that are coming up and that will set us up. Well, that's like our long-term thing that we will be focusing on and growing over the next couple of years to set us up to accommodate to our lifestyles for the rest of our lives. Super. What about you, Margot? Yeah, I think Rosa answered that perfectly for me, really. I think it's... Our goal is to have a really good life balance later on in our lives and to... starting a business early. Yeah, we want to set that up and grow it um, naturally, obviously, but grow it really well with exactly how we see it in 10 years' time. Wonderful. And I think having that two-year, five-year vision, but also as you talked about you know, earlier, kind of being flexible depends on what, what comes up and where there might be interest or where you feel that there's opportunity as well. Exactly. And my last question for you guys is what career advice would you have for other women? Margot, what about you? What career advice would you have? I think not spreading yourself too thin and focusing on what your strength is, I think is really important and having your unique difference. I think a lot of people try do what everyone else is doing because they're too scared to do their unique different thing. But I think that's what people go for is that uniqueness. And once something gets saturated, it's just a bit of a meh. So yeah, I would say really focus on and on your strengths and go with that and believe in yourself because you've literally got no idea what it's going to lead to. And now I'm shooting and styling all of our cookbooks, which I never ever thought I would be doing, but I love it. And it's so much fun. Super, super advice. What about you, Rosa? What career advice would you have for other women? For me, it would be just putting yourself out there. And a lot of our businesses probably stemmed through that. We were shy. I mean, our parents 
always told us, just put yourself out there, go up there and introduce yourself to someone because you never know where that person can lead you. So take every opportunity you can in terms of going to events and with a whole lot of random people you've never heard of or never know, have never met before. But yeah, again, like you never know where one person can lead you to. One person might know someone and then you meet them and that's been a big part of the growth of Tural Sisters. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, as you said, you never know where a connection is going to lead you. You never know who that person knows who might then have some kind of an interest and being a bit more open or even seeking out those opportunities can really help. Exactly. Well, thank you. Thank you both um, for taking the time in the midst of your busy lives and to share a bit about some of your journey. Thank you for the chat. I loved it. Thank you. You're welcome. I really hope you enjoyed this episode of the Female Career Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. For more inspiring stories of women of Aotearoa and their careers, subscribe to the Female Career Podcast via Apple, Spotify, Google, or wherever you like to listen so that you never miss a story. You can also take a look at our website, thefemalecareer.com, where we feature the stories. And if you subscribe to our mailing list, you can have career advice and inspiration delivered directly to your inbox. Thanks for your support, and I look forward to you joining us again soon.